Welcome to Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by Line Star App. Here's your host, Casey Bubba and Scott Bogman. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Pre-Snap Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at Line Star Sports and at Line Star NFL. Give them a follow there on their Twitter handles and download the app in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Everything you need in the palm of your hands to build your winning DFS lineups. People just keep winning, guys. College football, uh, basketball is coming up starting Tuesday night. You got hockey guys are cleaning up there. All because of the app, guys. It's simple. Guys and gals, you can all do it. Download the app. You'll truly, truly enjoy it. Before we get this week six recap in the books, check out my buddy on Twitter. My co-host is always on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Scott Bogman, how we doing, man? Doing pretty good. I mean, the Longhorns let me down again on Saturday. Another comeback loss for them. And then I thought the Steelers were going to do the same thing on Sunday night, but ended up pulling it out after some weird. It was a weird game, man. Obviously, yeah. Daryl Taylor went down and then people doing the wave. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, I, I got lots to say about that, but not it's here. Big classy. And then, uh, you know, the. Um, uh, the weird referee stuff at the end of the game, like those refs were a little too involved, right? And I'm not, I'm not a guy that complains about the refs because I'm not a Seahawks fan. So you know, it's just not something that I typically do. But it was bad last night. It was like, oh, we got uh, my buddy described it. Uh, my friend who's a Seahawks fan described it as we have two D teams, so why don't we send the F crew, right? Like that's kind of what it was, which is obviously not what they do on national tel- television. But it was, it was not fantastic the refereeing yeah. last night and it's kind of been like that this year which kind of shines a light on you know what is going on and, and all that stuff i mean my my quick bob costa solution to uh solve refereeing pay them way more money and make them do a press conference after the game press conferences would help so many referees umpired make them accountable for their well also let them explain their side you know yeah. so let them say hey look this is what the rule says we have to do this because the rule says it. So, you know, if we don't like this rule, then tell the NFL to change it. We don't make yeah. the rules. We just call them. So, and then, you know, the stuff on Saturday with Tennessee oh, is a weird weekend, but yeah. Steelers won. So I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Steelers won. Good for you. Glad your team won. Uh, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at BD Entrick and let's Not get like in. you woke up to watch that. I was you might've been awake, but you didn't uh, wake up to not, watch. Yeah. That. I was, Getting ready, I had to go to to go have breakfast for the last day of FPAS, so I saw a little bit of it, but I'm glad I didn't see all of it. Let's put it that way. But uh, week six recap. Ooh, you got Bless me excited. You. I'm allergic. Yeah. I'm like the Dodger, uh, the, the Dolphins. I'm allergic to winning. Toss Dodgers too. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see, I just I'm I'm all ready just to razz people right now. I'm, yeah, I'm in the mood. Right. The Dodgers just stink. had a whole weekend of it at first pitch. Yeah, I get yeah, you. Yeah, Spore, I own you. I don't listen to this podcast. But I own you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I'm like Aaron Rodgers near the Bears, but oh, cool. um, let's get into this week six recap. Tons and tons of fun here because we, we we're already four teams down this week. Week seven's even worse, folks. So we'll get to your waiver wire at the end here, and it's going to be ugly, ugly, ugly. So let's get to Thursday night football: Buccaneers, Eagles. Bucks win twenty eight twenty two. The Eagles tried to make a late comeback. The Bucks are in pretty much complete control on this one. But the Eagles do just enough to sneak inside the number and piss everybody off. But uh, how, how, how do you like this one? I mean, it was fine. Uh, you know what I like about this game is that the guys that I called out in the preseason, Leonard Fournette and A.B., going nuts in it. So 
Uh, love to see that Fournette with another huge game. And I just, I think it's really smart for them to use him as much, especially with the secondary being as bad as it is in Tampa Bay. Right. And that is why they kind of got torched at the end of the game here is because the secondary is beat up and bad. And, uh, you know, Richard Sherman went down who they just signed to help them and he went down immediately. So, uh, it's rough in their secondary right now. So I think Leonard Fournette's just going to get leaned on more and more as the season goes on here. Yeah, he, he's absolutely a monster for them right now. Uh, Ronald Jones, things of the past. So it's it's beautiful seeing that. It's your boy, Lenny, running wild. Um, Godwin got his. Evans got his. AB still seems to be the man, though. He seems to be the man that Brady likes. We talked about it during the preview last week. He seems like the guy on the Eagles side, man. It's just it's tough to trust anybody outside of Jalen Hurts because at least he gets it done with his legs. Right. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts, this Philly offense is so frustrating because we know it can be better. And I don't know if it's play calling or if it's Jalen Hurts. I mean, 12 for 26 is bad. Um, It ain't good, right? 115 yards is rough. But he's running for his life out there, 10 for 44. He ran two touchdowns in, you know. I don't know, man. Uh, It's got to get fixed, though. They got to do something. They gave the ball to Miles Sanders more, which made Kenny Gainwell nothing in this game. One catch for one yard, which is super frustrating, especially with buys coming up this week. As you mentioned before, uh, it's rough in the streets for the Eagles right now. All right. What's rough in the streets? The streets of London is the Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins lose to the Jaguars 23 to 20. Urban Meyer gets his first win. And as, as we, as far as we know, he flew back with the team. So that's very productive. Uh, Tua returned, looked actually decent. They let him throw the ball a bit, not a ton down the field, but a lot throwing. And a lot of it went to Jalen Waddle and Mike Jacecki. That's pretty much where it went. They both were fantasy studs. On the Jag side of things, we saw Agnew continue to have another good game. Robinson did his thing. LaVisca got more involved. Um, I still don't know if I trust the Jags offense a lot for fantasy outside of James Robinson, but it was a productive Sunday at least. Yeah, I mean, look, 10 targets for Marvin Jones, 10 targets for LaVisca, and 20 touches for James Robinson, and you win the game. You know, maybe uh, get Trevor Lawrence involved running, and you win by more than a field goal at the very end of the game, right? So that was interesting. I want to know on the Miami side, Bub, what do we do with Gaskin? Is this just a product of them throwing the ball 48 times and abandoning the, the run completely? Or is this just how this offense is going to go with Tua in it and it's going to be a Brown and Gaskin split? The weird part was his last, the previous week, Gaskin got most of his production in the passing game as well. So right. you would think with 48 pass attempts, he'd be in there. That New might quarterback, have been though. That and it could have been the opponent they were facing, you know, throw it, dump it off to the running back some more. I think Gaskin will be more involved now to what extent okay. that's a question, but he's definitely not a rely. I, I he's almost more of a flex play than a running back too right now, which is terrifying, but, but you got to use still, him coming up. Yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely a start this week. That's for sure. But yeah. it's not nearly the fun we thought we were going to have after last week's performance. Yeah. And I do like a sicking and waddle kidding just peppered with targets. That's nice for them. So it would be nice though. If they let Waddle go down the field. I but, mean, or uh, just get him a play in space. Like, yeah, something they're like, definitely not blocking for him because yeah, the dude can pop off at any point. Watch his Alabama take, folks. This See is what, what, what they should be doing with Henry Ruggs. And, ah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, we'll get to him. Uh, Chiefs at the Washington football team. Sean Taylor's number gets retired, but the Chiefs dominate, unfortunately, because I love Sean Taylor. And why wouldn't you love Sean Taylor? But uh, the Chiefs went 31 13. Mahomes looked great. Kelsey got his, just didn't find the end zone. McCole Hardman 
is becoming a little more involved in this offense, which is a big thing to see. And just all in all, the Chiefs look like the well-oiled machine. They still made mistakes, though. I guess it could have been a lot worse. They still made mistakes, and I guess you could say the defense played better, but it is Washington <laughs> after all. Let's just say if they were playing anyone but Washington, yeah. they probably go down in this game. Yeah, um, it, it was a was, sloppy game. Yeah, very, very sloppy. It was a huge second half, but Mahomes didn't look right. Tyreek let one bounce off of his hands, you know, just didn't look right. But, I mean, you know, uh, I I was saying this on ITL. Daryl Williams is everything that people think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is. Like, he's just okay, and he'll get touchdowns if they get down there. That's exactly what he is, and it worked this week, which is nice. Uh, Washington, I'm just excited that maybe Fitzpatrick's going to be back this week. He has a chance to play. Uh, He's trending towards that. We'll see if he gets in practice and all that stuff this week, which would be awesome. But, I mean, just after this Heineke performance, uh, I don't know how you don't immediately go back to Patrick because this was bad. You know, 24 of 39 with the pick. I mean, he's running okay, but he didn't do it in this game. He didn't get the ball to McLaurin or Brown. He's relying on dump-offs to Seals, Jones, and McKissick, which is nice for both their value, but it's not going to win Washington football games. So I feel like as soon as Fitzpatrick's ready, he's back in. Yeah, it was J.D. McKissick well over Gibson. I know Gibson got banged up, but even before he got banged up, he was not really involved, which very, very frustrating that they still do not know how to use him properly. But you mentioned Seals-Jones, second straight week where he was a monster yeah. for fantasy, so it's hard to, hard to ignore that. DFS that DFS price is going to go way up this yeah, week. Yeah, 3K last week, 25 the week before. That was fun while it lasted. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Rams at the Giants. Rams win 38-11. There's a trend in the early games. They all stunk early. <laughs> and then I literally I take off. All these games are garbage. I land an hour and 40 minutes later, and all of a sudden it's scoring bonanza took place, and the Rams actually <laughs> dominated as we expected. Uh, Danny Dimes might have still been concussed. We don't know. He played like it. Um, you got Daryl Henderson running wild as we thought he would. That was great to see. Cooper Cup just can't be stopped. Uh, I don't have a whole lot more to say besides the Giants are terrible. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are bad, and, you know, uh, Siciliano made the comment of why is Danny Dimes out there after the week coming off a concussion when they're getting stomped, throwing 51 passes, right? Um, Shepard is, like, the only guy that you want here. You can start Booker, too, with all the running back bye weeks because he did at least get 16 touches, so we like to see that from him. Um, But on the Rams' side, I mean, Henderson is so impressive. I was not big on him uh, in the preseason, so uh, happy to see him kind of break out here because i loved watching him in memphis and then uh cup is huge robert woods another slow day i mean he got the garbage touchdown but kind of dicey rolling him out there uh but they do have a pretty good schedule coming up so i'm excited about that hopefully he'll get back on track so uh not much else to take away from this game no tony got banged up shepherd looked like he's back and roll so keep an eye on that going forward but you got to hope danny dimes is healthier next week because he's super cheap in dfs um and I'll get suckered in. Texans at the Colts. Colts win 31 to 3. We kind of talked about this. Does, is it a David Mills continues to take the next step forward, or is it back to what we thought? And it was wah, back to what we wah, thought. Wah. Colts dominated. Um, Jonathan Taylor was very efficient, just running wild for the second straight week. Carson Wentz continues. Like it's not pretty, but he's not turning the ball over. Like he's getting the job done. Um, Paris Campbell probably done for the season. That's a big blow. But uh, the Colts did what they're supposed to do against the Texans team. Yeah, I mean, good thing they got T.Y. Hilton back when Paris Hilton goes down, right? So when Paris Hilton uh, goes down, it's always good to have T.Y. Hilton back, yes. Yeah, he had the uh, he had the big catch downfield. Didn't do a lot after that. I know a lot of people worried about Pittman. 
I'm just not. I mean, they're not going to have another game where they have to throw the ball 20 times home. Yeah. So uh, I think they're going to be fine. And look, we're back to Brandon Cooks uh, being pretty much the only guy you can start. But Mark Ingram had a lot of rushing yards here. Now, 4.1 yards a carry and Lindsay had 5.6, probably because when you're losing by a million, the defense is just going to play the, the pass. Right. But guys getting touches. So uh, Mark Ingram on this big bye week and running backs getting hurt. Uh, I think he was 35% rostered in Yahoo. So could be a decent pickup. Yeah. I like seeing the cooks go back to action. That was, that was very, very good to see. Bengals go into Detroit and uh, dominate to keep the Lions 0 six. At least this one wasn't close for Dan Campbell to cry about. So he instead he threw his quarterback under the bus. So yeah, that's all he good. Did. You, know, you know, now now he's the bully and he's throwing his quarterback under the bus. But the Bengals that's Joe his Burrow, version of biting kneecaps. There you go. Exactly. Uh Joe Burrow continues to be super efficient, looks really good back there. Chase is awesome. Um, Mixon had a mixing game that we've been waiting for. I guess the only thing we could say is we kind of worried about it going into it, but with Higgins and Chase back, Boyd's kind of that uh, third guy at the party that no one wants to deal with right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm look. They're not going to have to throw the ball only thirty times. They have the the Bengals have a rough schedule uh, coming up here. Um, they have some games where they're definitely going to have to throw the ball down the field. Uh, next week, the Ravens. Then the Jets are beatable through the air. So are the Browns. So are the Raiders after their bye week, and then the Steelers are bad. Uh, in the secondary as well. So I think Boyd's going to tick it up. So I'm not straight up dropping him, but we're getting pretty close to that point. I understand if you're in a shorter league and you do, uh, but Chase just continues to be amazing. Uh, Joe Mixon is still the man. Um, Nothing else here. I mean, I like Uzama, but I'm not going to buy him too much. Uh, I did like Hawkinson getting back involved for the Lions, but it also made, I'm on her St. Brown disappear. Khalif Raymond well, five catches targets. on seven targets. Just didn't get the yards. 26 yards. I mean, look what Dan Campbell said probably is uh, mean, but it's also correct. Very I mean, true. there were yep. so many missed opportunities by Goff, and he was okay. 28 to 42. Gotta let the kid throw the ball down the field. You know, yeah. That's what losing teams do. Looking at you dolphins. But um, <laughs> would you say we could, we'll probably get into it in the, in the, end segment of the show the waiver wire portion but while we're here chris evans is utilizing the passing game a bit i scored a touchdown with the the week the way it is is he simple for you no i look i i understand there's a lot of running backs going down and stuff and he did have a nice game and i think he's better than samaje p ryan but p ryan's just going to come off the COVID list i think what it does more is split those two guys behind mixon than do anything else and they're not going to need to use they're not going to play the lions next week they got baltimore so they're going to mix in as long as he is not gassed is staying on the field fair point packers go in to chicago in 24 14 the packers are doing what they did last year they're winning games but not impressively so people don't give them credit it's 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 not pretty but rogers all he does is win he gets the job done and he owns the bears so um, that was like a lot of people hated it. I loved every minute of that. That was and his post as post game said he just he saw two fingers and blacked out. So that was <laughs> that was just so funny. But the Packers get the job done. Adams is a beast. Um, Dylan got 11 more touches. Jones is OK. Overall, it wasn't an overly impressive fantasy game for the Packers, but they got you do- the job done. No, it wasn't impressive, like you said. I mean, uh, Adams had a quote-unquote bad day, four for eighty-nine is bad for Devontae Adams. Um, didn't don't like this split that's going on between Jones and Dylan. I I, I get it. Like, it's not going to be like this every week. 
because uh, they were up most of this game. But I kind of don't like the way that's trending. I, I don't think you do anything about it. Uh, just maybe not start Aaron Jones in DFS. I did like what Khalil Herbert did here. That was impressive. Yes, and real good. Allen Robinson, look, I just have blind faith in Allen Robinson. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are done. And I get it. You can be done. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to be. But I think he was fourth in air yards uh, as far as targets go, targeted air yards. Uh, only four catches for 53 on seven uh, pass attempts. But they're at least looking his way. So I do think it's going to improve with a little bit of time with Justin Fields. Yeah, and Mooney keeps being a Fields guy too. Like we keep talking about time and time again. That's his dude. So, and it was good to see they actually let Fields play. This right. They kind of opened up the playbook for him. So that was good to see as well. Ravens Chargers color me surprised on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not the fact that Ravens won per se, just 34 to 6 pure dominate. Austin Eckler didn't exist. Um, nothing existed actually for the Chargers. It was a, a horrible game. Ravens were so tilting to me, Bogman, because we talked about how much I love the stack. Um, you know, Andrews tore it up, missed like two touchdowns on the one or the two. Brown got his. Um, Jackson looked good, but we had we had Bell. We had um, I'm just blanking not Murray, Murray and um, Freeman. Three <laughs> yeah, Freeman. different running backs getting touchdowns. At least two that should never have gotten a touchdown. Um, full tilt, but they dominate. They go to five and one. The Ravens are one of the crazier five and one teams to me. And they could have won that Monday night football game week one too. So, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, they're, they're really good, man. Uh, they're much better than I thought. I mean, losing Patrick queen is enormous for them. So that's going to be tough on that defense. I don't know that we're going to get this split with the running backs again, because th this is just domination. I mean, Herbert had his first real trash game. Uh, 22 of 39, 195 yards, touchdown and a pick. But they completely abandoned the running game. You make your entire offense one-dimensional when you do stuff like that. So, um, you know, six rushes for seven yards for Eckler, four for seven for Kelly, and two for tw Herbert led them in rushing yards on his two that's, attempts. That's inexcusable. It's bad, dude. So, uh, I mean, I don't think we're going to see the Chargers play this bad again, and I don't know that we'll see. I, I mean – Look, I have avoided this Ravens running back situation all my season longs. I don't mess with it at all. Um, but who knows? I mean, it's just going to be a week-to-week -week problem. And I, I wouldn't be worried. They had a tough schedule. We talked about a week in, week out. Played really good games. We're 4-1. and one. They got a bye week coming up. They're going to be just fine. So I wouldn't put the panic button on because some people are. It's just one of those games where you just look at it and you just go, hmm. Remember, Tampa Bay got smoked by, what, the Chiefs or something last year? So... Anything's possible. Vikings, Panthers. We said this one would be entertaining, Bogman, and it sure was. <laughs> Vikings went 34-28. They were purely dominating this football game. Then somehow they let Sam Darnold and company back into it. And then the Vikings won it at the end. It was just insanity. Um, Osborne went the game when he touched on in overtime, but Chubba Hubbard looked really, really good. Big fan of that. Thielen got it done, but it's still concerning a bit, to say the least. <laughs> But uh, it was a good, good football game. Robbie Anderson has more Crisco on his fans than I think anybody because he just cannot catch the ball. I got in the end zone, but must have been three... high fiving DJ Moore too. Yeah, I mean, it's three straight weeks and he just can't get it done. And this was his breakout week. I had called it yeah. too, which is super frustrating because he got the targets and he had the ball. This is uh, we saw Marquise Brown 
do this a couple weeks ago. So it was unbelievably frustrating. 11 targets and three catches. DJ Moore, same bit, 13 targets and five catches. Like, and Matt Rule throws uh, Sam Darnold under the bus this week, yep. which well, I get it from Campbell throwing Goff under the bus. But, uh, I mean, I, he does have to be better, 17 of 41, but I think that's six drops. Some so, big drops in big moments. Huge like they, drops. They're bad drops. <laughs> they should have yeah. been spanking the Vikings. But, yeah, yeah man, it's, uh, it, you know, uh, didn't turn out that way. Like you said, Chuba with a decent game and 17 touches. We like that, especially with CMC going on the IR. I mean, that was not out of nowhere, but surprising. Uh, you know, remember a limited Dalvin Cook gets – 30 touches here, 31 touches. These, these Vikings, so, man, it's insane. Whoever the right. starting running back is, just play them. It's yes, ridiculous. every week. And that's the Zimmer offense, man. But yep. uh, Jefferson, 14 targets, uh, Thielen and Osborne all. And Conklin had a big 40-yarder too. So uh, this was a big Kirk Cousins week. I was happy I had him uh, in a lot of spots. So three touchdowns for him. Um, but, yeah, this game was definitely entertaining. Before we head to the afternoon slate, Sunday and Monday, let me remind you guys to check out the pre-snap podcast on the Line Star YouTube channel. Give it a little subscribe and thumbs up over there and leave a comment who you thought was the biggest bust of the week when it comes to fantasy football for you over there. We really would appreciate it. And also, if you just like to listen to us instead, check out the pre-snap podcast and all your listening platforms. But more importantly, give a rating and review on iTunes. That would mean the world to us. All right, afternoon action here. Cardinals, Browns, Cardinals move to 6-0. and by beating down the Cleveland Browns 37 to 14. D Hop finds the end zone twice. Kyler Murray up in that MVP talk as he is just insane in this game. And the Browns just play bad. Uh, they lose Kareem Hunt now, and they, they probably have Chubb out for Thursday night. So that's going to get ugly. But uh, Cardinals just dominate, go to 6 0, Bogman. Yeah, I mean, super bummed about Kareem Hunt. Got him in tons of spots and. I uh, just hate to see him go down like that, but luckily it's not. Everyone was saying Achilles when it first happened. This is why I don't listen to Twitter doctors, right? Uh, I wait until Dr. Chow has a, a good look at it. Um, you know, I mean, he does. I've never even talked to the man, but pro football doc on Twitter, that'll save you a lot of guessing games. So, uh, you know, he is, he's a good follow. Um, dude, Baker also, oh, they play Thursday. This is going to be, a rough one because it doesn't look like Chubb's going to go. Hunt, obviously not going. Baker landed on his shoulder, so it's tough for him to throw the ball down the field right now. So, uh, And he doesn't have a good rhythm with Odell Beckham. Ugh, it's it's going to be tough for them. But the Cardinals, like you said, um, I mean, just Kyler Murray, only 229 yards with four passing touchdowns. James Conner dominated in this game, so Chase Edmonds kind of leaning towards a back seat. Not that it matters. You're not dropping Chase Edmonds at this point with all these bye weeks and hurt running backs, yep. but um, good to see Kirk in there and Green and uh, DeAndre looking healthy. So uh, this was just a stomping. So I, I think I think the Browns are going to be back on track, but I don't know if it's going to be this Thursday. So I think I'm going to stay the hell away from that game. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, once they get Chubb back, I feel a lot better for sure. The one thing, bright spot, I guess, and I guess it's because they had to throw it a ton. At least OBJ got you like 12 PPR points. So that was a, that was better than it's been, but he sh- obviously should be going much better than that. It's Peoples Jones is the guy. It's just, it's bad, very bad. Uh, Raiders Broncos Raiders thirty four twenty four. You said it. I was concerned about the first game post um, Gruden. You were saying this could be an inspired thing, and they looked really good. Kenyon Drake didn't do a whole lot touch wise, but found the end zone twice. 
Um, and then Ruggs had a big game there. It, w- it was good there. Teddy B kind of got it going in the second half with Sutton and company and Font. We kind of said that, too, with the injuries. It kind of narrowed down the tree there, and that's been the case the last couple weeks. So Raiders win 34-24. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, look, this is still a bit of a frustrating offense for me. Like, you know, Drake getting the two touchdowns, uh, you know, when you're the Jacobs uh, guy, uh, is frustrating. He got in the end zone too, so that's okay. But what I hate is it's the same stuff with rugs, right? All I want is for this dude to get like those Jalen Waddle targets where they don't have to be deep because if he sees a seam, there's one little sliver of daylight and he is gone. And that's he got that long touchdown in the first quarter and saw three other targets. What is happening, man? Get this dude the football. I am so annoyed by that stuff, but. Edwards looked good. Waller back to, you know, catching all of his targets. So maybe give him more than five, right? If he's catching all of them. Uh, Denver, Sutton is the guy. The second guy is up in the air every week. Fant this week. Patrick last week. I mean, uh, you know, it's just, it should be Fant, but it was Patrick the week before. So who knows? And it's just daddy 50-50, Williams and Gordon. So it's just toss a coin. I like Williams, um, but Gordon's experience and better than pass pro and all that stuff. So uh, he's going to get a shot, but I do like Teddy Bridgewater on Thursday night this week against the Browns and their beat up secondary. Love Teddy B on Thursday night. One other recommendation. Don't mention Melvin Gordon in a negative tweet. Just going to throw it out there. doesn't end well for you. Just going to say that he's watching everything. So just FYI, you don't have to add him. Just don't say his name. It's like Voldemort Um, Cowboys Patriots. We knew this would be an entertaining game, Bogman. Didn't quite think it'd be like this, though. This is great. Cowboys win 35-29 in overtime against the Patriots. Um, the, the the boys were throwing all games. They didn't really run the ball with Zeke, but he got plenty of action in the passing game. Pollard got plenty of action. CeeDee Lamb went bananas, which has happened now twice. And what? Two big games they've thrown a ton in. Shocker. Like, he just goes off. I mean, the people it, that were worrying about CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, are, are, just... are dumb-dumbs. But, um Mac Jones gets the job done for the most part. I'll give him credit. Hunter Henry and company, um, Myers. I'm just shocked that this was the way it went. Yeah, look, uh, just, and I love that I talked about this pretty much everywhere. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, right? Uh, pick six, and then the next play, uh, he is on defense. Torch for a 75-yard touchdown. Should have had a little safety help, but uh, I, I really like that sequence, but um you know, look, Damian Harris out of the doghouse and on to 19 touches. We like to see that. I know Stevenson got a, a touchdown as well, but uh, it's mainly Damian Harris. And look, you take away that 75-yard, you know, broken safety help uh, play for Mac Jones. He's all of a sudden 14 for around a buck 50. That is not great. So um, that was much rougher than I thought it was going to be. But everyone performed. For Dallas, I mean, Cooper didn't get in the end zone, and Cedric Wilson just had an okay day, but those are swings you're taking, right? Uh, Pollard and Zeke were good, didn't get in the end zone, but uh, Dak with 51 pass attempts. It's just not, you can't expect that, but this is also an overtime game with more numbers and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it was a really, really fun one to watch, and CD goes nuts. Love to see it. It makes you like I haven't watched the all 22. I usually don't watch the all 22, but someone will break it down. We always talk about how. Uh, Belichick takes out one guy. I wonder if he was taking out Zeke and said, okay, throw all over us. And yeah, that's why we saw the passes. That could very well be the case. He's instead of, instead of picking lamb or Cooper, then they still run it all over you with like two great options. It's just like, just throw the ball. 
just throw a little it. concerning that Dallas was run on, you know. Yeah, uh, so something too because their defense is pretty strong for a few it's weeks. It's just there. a smart game plan is keep the ball away from Dak. Obviously, didn't really work. Time of possession here uh, was in favor of the Cowboys by a wide like almost 13 uh, almost 12 minutes at the end of the day so um but i mean if you want to win you got to keep the ball away from dak yep they're good they're good sunday night football and bogman could have had one of the worst weekends of his life but it got spared got spared on this one steelers went 23 20 in overtime thanks to a fumble that set them up for the field goal could have been a tie i thought we were in a tie box i thought the under was gonna hit i was gonna be so angry um it, it was a tough week for the over-unders for the big bubba over here so that was going to really tilt my <laughs> face off but um Steelers were dominating the first half seahawks led by geno smith coming back strong and they lose 23 20 to the steelers well dude i knew there was an issue when uh you know they came back and michelle tafoya had said um you know yeah uh i talked to mike tomlin he said we got to limit their running we know they're gonna run uh all that stuff and then they go to pete carroll we got to pass the ball. We got to get, or I think I had it reversed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Steelers coach said one thing, Seahawks coach said the other thing. I was like, well, we're not guessing right. I know that here. And they did come back, but I mean, that is why, you know, pay that man his money, TJ Watt, uh, with some huge plays in the second half for this one. I mean, look, Najee, just all the touches. Pick up Collins. Collins is like 50% rostered, 59 or something. I don't know how long Carson is going to miss a while with this neck injury, it seems. Like, he keeps not being okay. And neck injuries are bad. You have to be fully cleared to get uh, to get in for a game. So, I don't know how long that stuff's going to take. Could be this week. Could not get back in a game. So, uh, pick up Collins if he's available. A little frustrated with uh, Chase Claypool, but... He had a hamstring coming into this game. He left and went to the locker room in the first series. Just didn't seem to get open. Uh, I think he'll be okay moving forward as long as his hamstring heals up right. We'll have to watch the practice reports and stuff. But they're on a bye week anyway, so he gets to sit for a little bit. But Pat Freermuth becoming a much bigger target in this offense too. Uh, For Seattle, Geno's frustrating. And I know they're talking to Cam Newton, which I really don't like for anyone's long-term value here. But... I think they're going to stick with Gino because if they were going to sign Cam, they would have done it. So didn't get it done. Don't think it's going to get done. I think they're going to roll with Gino. So are you with me on this idea that the next Logan Paul fight we get on the undercard, DK Metcalf or Shannon Sharp? I'm in. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, is Shannon, that a thing? You, you saw. You, oh, Shannon Sharp. Oh, I will send you the tweet later. Shannon Sharp is basically dogging on DK. I think it's but not the first time. And DK quote tweeted him basically saying like, "I didn't know who you were. You then you're nobody to me." <laughs> well, I mean, Sharp Sharp's a really good NFL player. So, oh, I know. That's why it's funny I mean, to me. Like, and he's still a big dude that could probably throw if he had to. I got my money on DK, but I'm just saying. Yeah, DK's a younger horse, man. Give, give uh, me we're we're going to go with him. Yeah, but I mean, look, uh, you can't. DK, come on, man. He's just yeah. frustrated after losing. Yeah, he had he a bad game. because can't get involved in that not so You have Keno Smith throwing you the football. Rough times. We get it. Right. But uh, Monday Night Football just wrapped up a little bit before we recorded. Titans hang on to win 34-31, the 4-2 and two. Tennessee Titans. are starting to get the train of rolling after some ugly games. But um, Derrick Henry, just beast. It's his third three-touchdown game in the last five games. Like he ran for close to 150 in this one again. He's amazing. A.J. Brown didn't do anything in the first half, big second half. Tannehill looked much better. Um, 
Buffalo's still very good, but they went for it on fourth and one inside the five and got stuffed, or actually Josh Allen slipped is what it looked like to me. Yeah. But uh, they could have clicked the field goal for force overtime. I like them going for it. You got Josh Allen. You you make that probably nine out of ten times. So right. I get it. I get it 100%. But the Titans in the end get the dub. Big game. I mean, is there any defense that can stop Derrick Henry? Dude, what about that second touchdown where he was down at the five and, and just like all of a sudden he powers through three guys and gets to the end zone? Dude, uh, Star Latulale hit him. And he pushed him off like he dude. was a child. Starting too late, he's like 350 dude, pounds, dude. It makes me he's feel tiny. enormous. <laughs> makes me <Yeah>. feel tiny. <laughs> makes me feel like a little baby standing yeah. next to him. So uh, I, that was unbelievable. He's a freak, man. He's a freak. And just the frustration with Julio and the hamstring again. I mean, yeah. come on. Put him on the IR for three weeks and let him rest all of the stuff up, right? Just yeah. all of the stuff. You clearly didn't need him here. AJ Brown went nuts. He looks healthy. Uh, and it's a it's a three-person offense. It's Tannehill, Henry, and AJ Brown. Buffalo, super frustrating game for them. I get it. But you know, they just could they got nothing on the, the ground game. Yep. Uh Allen was second in rushing behind Devin Singletary. Zach Moss had more carries, couldn't get it rolling. Uh, you know, Beasley got open. Everybody got open. You know, uh, Sanders and Diggs and Beasley and Knox got a little banged up too. So we'll have to see about him. But I mean, this was a game. This is a coin flip game. Buffalo easily could have won it. So uh, I'm not taking anything away from Buffalo. They're still no. definitely a top AFC contender. Yeah, I, I still have Buffalo as the number one of the AFC. I'm not going to go crazy there, but at least Tennessee, it's kind of the whole pregame talk. Baltimore's a little pretty good. Yeah, Baltimore's good. Yeah, but man, see, this is why it's fun. It's a long ways to go, but. Like yeah. Buffalo's losses compared to Baltimore's losses is me or Baltimore's games in general, but that's a whole other podcast. We get to talk yeah, about that yeah. for a while. It's going to be interesting. We got 11 more weeks of football to go. So <laughs> 10 more games each, 11 more weeks of football or no 11 games each. So we went through week six, long ways to go, as I said, but what we do have coming up <laughs> Math this week is hard. in week seven, we'll schedule it. We're throwing through that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you thought baseball's goofy. Um, I mentioned six teams on buys and these are big fantasy teams. Bob, we got the bills. The Cowboys, the Jags, so James Robinson, the Chargers, the Vikings, and even the Steelers with Najee and uh, and Deontay. Like there's some like the Bills, Cowboys, and Chargers alone. Even the Vikings, yeah, them, it, that's so some much. big boy stuff. Like these are some so big much. boy lineups. <laughs> DFS is gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely gonna be limited that's for yeah, sure be a quick quick podcast on friday everybody <laughs> at least there's not there. another stupid london game to take off yeah. the main slate so that's but good. uh so it's putting that in the back of your heads as we start doing this waiver wire we're probably gonna miss a few guys because there'll be more injuries that pop up in the next few days but lots of stuff to go here so bogman will kick it off at the quarterback position um you know baker mayfield still out there at 57 percent, but hey, on thursday night football against a beat-up team kind of dicey no. I will look Matt Ryan at 56% is intriguing. You got Derek Carr out there. He's still uh, rather low rostered. And you know what? The Colts are getting the job done. They're they're 30, uh, Wentz at 35. And if Jones, Daniel Jones is healthy, I'm still a Daniel Jones fan. So those are my, my thoughts right now. I like Jameis Winston at Seattle. Uh, yeah. Seattle secondary is rough. Carson Wentz at San Francisco, same deal. Uh, see, San Francisco coming off a of bye week. So I get it if you don't want Wentz, but he's been unbelievably efficient. And Justin Fields against Tampa Bay. They are going to force him to throw the ball. So he has to do it. And he's obviously going to make some plays with his legs too. So yeah, we'll uh, those are the guys him, I like. So yeah. We'll be throwing a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about that one. Let's go to the running back position where 
this is where the bikes really between injuries and the buys. This is going to hurt a lot. Like JD McKissick at 40% is kind of in play. I'd say uh, somebody got to think about in, in this week. You mentioned Mark Ingram earlier. It's uh it's, it's interesting Boggs. Who are some of the guys you're like, is, is Jarek McKinnon even an option this week for you? No, I mean, he didn't get the ball. So it's I, hard I just to go to mention him. a few places and I couldn't, I didn't understand it either. He didn't get many snaps either. I mean, it's McKissick uh, under 50%. Uh, I mentioned Mark Ingram before. Uh, we saw Ramondre Stevenson get a yep. little bit of time. You talked about Devontae Freeman, just how they're mixing up the running backs there. Uh, Demetric Felton and Dearness Johnson are going to be your big boys this week. Yeah, I've been, I've been it looks like about that. no Chubb and no Hunt. I, Felton, I'll take. He doesn't need touches to make plays. He is a burner. So, uh, you know, listed at running back and wide receiver. He's just a weapon. So uh, I, I think he, if he gets 15 touches, he's going to have a huge game. Uh, but, I mean, it's not good at running back. It's bad, and we have a lot of bye weeks here. So, so you'd rather have uh, Felton over Johnson if you had to pick between the two? Yeah, I would. I know Johnson's guaranteed more touches, but I just trust Felton way more. Yeah, totally understandable. Uh, let's go to the wide receiver position now. Uh, Hunter Renfro is still less than 50%, guys, and he's going to be a PPR guy. Same with A.J. Green. Uh, I believe in those two guys. Darnell Mooney, we talked about him. If, if Tampa Bay's throwing a ton, I mean, Chicago's throwing a ton, he's um, he's the boy that you want there. T.Y. Hilton's back. He's less than 40%. I jump all over that with um, Paris Campbell going out for the season. Uh, Rashad Bateman's back. You know, Boggs likes him. So that's just a few guys I'll let you uh, have the floor. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, T.Y. Hilton, Amonor St. Brown, uh, you mentioned Bateman. I like, but Watkins didn't play in this game. True. Uh, so I, I still like Bateman because he had four targets when they weren't throwing the ball a lot at all. Um, and I'm just not in on DPJ yet. Donovan people's Jones. I know he had a huge game, but Baker's beat up, man. I just don't like him that much. So, I mean, Tim Patrick on, uh, Thursday against uh beat up, uh, secondary for Cleveland is a good option too. Let's head to the tight end position, and this is it was fun for the first few weeks, Bogman, but it's pretty much like Ricky Seals Jones is still down here at twenty nine percent. If you want to go in Joku on Thursday night, you can, but it kind of goes back oh. to what you said. It's kind of ugly in that regard. You got Dan Arnold, but he's on bye this week, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. But he's low on if you want to speculate. Yeah, Conklin's on bye too. Your boy uh, Firemuth, though, he's nice and cheap there. But he's on also bye as on well. a bye. Goodness yeah. gracious, so, this is horrible. It's um, not good, dude. So, yeah, it's pretty much Ricky Seals-Jones. and Your boy uh, Trimble found a two-point conversion this past week. And CJ Uzama. Yeah, like the, Uzama. That, those are your options. Uh, so it's Ricky Seals-Jones by a mile. That's, that ain't good, boys and girls. Like, no. I hope you got your tight end locked in for the week. If you got one on by, I pray for you. Um, I, if I was you, <laughs> I'd start speculating early is what I would say. Go get a guy yep. Now. Yes, sir. Go get Fryermuth now for your future buys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Something, something along those lines. And then, uh, yeah, defenses have some fun with that, folks, as that's the uh, usual mess. But it's uh, it's going to be a busy waiver wire week, Bogman, but it's not a pretty week by any means. So it's going to be pretty, pretty rough out there. But any final thoughts, week six uh, in the books, week seven coming down for you? I mean, my final thought is that uh, we need to find some players to play. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting week. I think you're going to see a ton of trades in uh, season long and a lot of same roster guys you're gonna have to pick through the dfs stuff and find the gold there yeah it's gonna be fun this week and we'll be back with you guys with the bets and pick show dropping on thursday for you as always and the main slate preview on friday but pay attention to the news because 
even after we recorded late Friday into Saturday, there was tons of news on guys not playing and this and that and the other. Heck, Zach Ertz gets traded after he played on Thursday Night Football. Like, it's crazy what's going on around the NFL with all the buys and everything. It'll be really, really big. So pay attention to all that. We'll get you the, all the info we can. And if we can't, the Lionstar app will have you covered and Lionstar on Twitter at Lionstar app and at Lionstar NFL. So follow them, download the app, become a premium member. You will not regret it. Check out Bogman on Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm at BD Hendrick, and we will catch you guys later this week with your bets and picks preview. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by Linestar App. Please like, comment, subscribe, and rate for good 